Welcome to the Speech Source Podcast. My name is Mary Brzeek. And I'm Kim Dillon. We are two pediatric speech-language pathologists with a combined 25 years of experience. We are your source for speech, language, feeding, play, and much more in between. Welcome to Friday Favorites. Today, we are going to be sharing some of our favorite outdoor toys. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Kim, what is your favorite outside toy that you've brought today? Okay, it's summer here in Texas. So I think it's kind of funny that we're doing inside toys because it is so hot, but we're still all out in the summer here. I brought one of my favorites and you're going to see that it's one of my favorites because it's been really worn down because I've used it for years with my own kids. And now I use it a ton in therapy right now. And it doesn't have to be outside. We use it inside too with a lot of my kids, but it's great for outside. It is the little rocket launcher. I will add a link in our podcast notes because I'm not even sure the name brand. This is what it looks like. It's just this little thing that you jump on or step on. It has a tube. And then these are the rockets. They once upon a time had blue little wings on them that have all been torn off because I use it that much. You literally just put it on like this and you stomp on it and it pops up and it's so fun. I've seen a lot of different variations online. I think they have little discs that go something maybe with butterflies. They have all different brands, but the concept's the same. You're putting something on and the kid is launching it into the air. So the reason I love to use this in speech is because it's just a really fun response for the kids. So it's exciting. They get up, we get to be active and they're getting to jump on something. The way I use it is we have three of them. So you have three different trials or you, or you can just keep getting the same one after it launches. But if we're working on just simple words, we're working on on and they have to put it on and then it's going to pop and also that turn taking. So my turn, your turn, we work on that a lot and then ready, set, and they fill in with go, or maybe we're working on the whole ready, set, go. And then they just have to jump. A lot of times I have to show them the first time. And I jump on it. A lot of times they're so little, they don't even get that force to make it pop. So I will sometimes have to have mom or dad hold, and then we kind of jump them on there, but it's so fun for them because they did it and they made it happen and you get a really big reaction. You want the repetition. And so we go again. So a lot of times um, I've just found it's a really good way to get them encouraged and using their words because they want it to happen again so bad. Sometimes I'll hear pop or on or my turn or something that I'm not necessarily hearing when we're sitting down working. It just gets that excitement and that activity, some of those motor skills going that kind of help with speech. So it's fun. It's a lot of fun. And I probably need to update mine at this point, but I'm going to look online and kind of see some of the newer versions that they have. And I'll link those too, because I've seen a lot of people talking about those too. So the funny thing is we actually gifted this toy to a little boy last week for a birthday party because we knew that theirs had been really well loved and all the pieces missing (laughs) now, but it's a great one. And, you know, I was thinking you're right. Like, Oh my gosh, late talkers. That would be such a big one for that group of kiddos, but also 
little bit older, like my son, you know, working on kind of the impulsivity type things of just saying, hold on, ready, set, jump. And not just as you're setting it up, trying to like stomp on your hands, Mm -hmm. get it to go. So that's something that happens. Like if you stomp on it before the, the rockets on, it doesn't have that, that air has to be full in the base for it to actually pop it, pop, make it pop. So that's actually been something interesting because if they stomp on it before and then I put it on, it's like, uh-oh, it's not working. We have to wait. And so it's a really good kind of teaching tool that it doesn't work if we don't wait. And so then they finally realize, oh, I have to wait until it's ready to go before I step on it. And then it's also fun too, because we've tried to do, you know, hit targets. So they'll have to tell me, do you want it to hit the chair? Or, you know, you could even place little hula hoops or different targets and try to get, you know, to the different targets. We try to make it go really high, or maybe it's going to go low. So there's all different concepts you can use with it. And it's just something fun and different and active for kids to just get them moving and excited again. So it's a fun one. Oh, I love that. It can get destroyed. <laughs> still of course, works. like still anything, works. anything can get destroyed, especially yeah. in the elements outside. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Mary? What'd you bring? So I brought another really well-loved game that I grabbed out of our backyard, but because of that, it also is really rough looking. So there's, again, like not great names for it, but it's like this Velcro, you know, toss and catch where it has a tennis ball too, but they're all in my backyard everywhere. We have several sets of these and I love them because as we know, kids are not proficient yet at being really accurate with throwing and catching, but they still want to throw everything. I think it's a great way to be able to throw and catch. It has these little handles on the back. It's a very cheap toy too, like $5 for a set. And I would buy multiple so that you can do several family members or even two hands as fun, but then you're just going to hold it like a glove and then be able to catch when they're little, you can use a little bit more like a plate and you're tossing in and catching like this and then getting older, going vertical. And it helps with that hand-eye coordination. Obviously that's a great use for it, but I also think it's a really good thing that you can work on directions and locations. You can work on words like, okay, go high, go low, in the middle. Oh, try to go out. Let's go out to the right, out to the left. And so you can do a lot of fun directions with that. It's a game that we really enjoy. We have this wooden deck in our backyard. And so that's another thing we enjoy is being up on the deck and then throwing it down or kind of in the grass. You can make, again, a lot of fun location things out of it. And it's just something fun that everybody enjoys. You can do it at the beach, you know, like if you're at a cabin, super packable, super resilient. So I think it's a really good toy. Do y'all have this one, Kim? Uh Well, and I was laughing at your get multiple because these things, I don't know, disappear. Whenever we have this outside stuff, it just seems to disappear. So (laughs) multiple, you're going to at least some point be able to find two gloves and a ball somewhere, but I love it. I think there's something just that sensory too, about pulling it off that kids like that Velcro piece. Yes. And I do too. I think that's just fun. And then just reinforcing anything that's that back and forth turn taking 
And you can practice that my turn, your turn, do things in between. Okay, we're going to do this. And then we're going to throw the ball back and forth five times or something like that. And you can use it in so many different ways. I love just interactive games like that. I'm glad we did outdoor toys. We're going to have to do a few more of these because gosh, outdoor play is so important for kids. And sometimes you do need some props and some things to just encourage kids to get in the backyard and go outside and play with others, especially when you can make it interactive. That's exactly what some kids need too, is something that they can play with a sibling or on their own with the neighbor next door. So I think, yeah, outdoor toys are great and you need an inventory because they do get lost. Yeah. I think sometimes we think too, like even as therapists and also as parents that when we're working on language or concepts, that it needs to be really structured and like sitting down at a table and it doesn't have to be at all. These can be things that you're doing outside and in play, which is sometimes the best way to work on them because kids are encouraged and they're doing it in that moment and they're practicing those concepts within an activity that they like. Sometimes that's more meaningful to kids than sitting down and working on it outside of something that they enjoy. So it's a great way to carry over some of those skills. We hope you enjoyed these and check them out for your summer outside. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and check out our website, thespeechsource.com. Also check us out on Instagram for more ideas on speech, language, feeding, and play.